this is going to be uh, something that I think a lot of people are really struggling with in Canada right now. Um, as you know, interest rates uh, going back about a year and a half now, Bank of Canada started ramping them up, right, in an interest to tame inflation. That was the goal. Raise interest rates, cool the economy, uh, inflation slows down. And you know what? Inflation has slowed down. It's still higher than they want it to be. I think it was four-something percent um, last month. They like it to be closer to two at least below three. Um, but nonetheless, rates have gone up over 5% in the course of about a year. And uh, there's warnings that they might go up more. And all the talk of them coming down seems to have been completely abandoned. But if you've been on a fixed rate mortgage for the last four or five years and you're about to go in and renew it, it's not going to be a pleasant experience for you. We're in a totally different world right now when it comes to interest rates. Completely different. And you know there are actually reports, increasing reports of Canadians finding out they just can't afford to stay in their homes. They can't afford the mortgage anymore. Uh, they're better off trying to sell. And that means you're selling into a market that itself is going through some changes. It's not easy out there. It's it's really not. So maybe we can get you a little help. We're going to speak with Tony Salgado, who's the president and founder of AMS Wealth. Tony, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me. This really is like a completely different landscape out there right now. If like if you go back two years, three years, what we're dealing with right now in terms of the economic factors that we all face in our households, it's entirely different, isn't it? Well, it is, and, and you really laid out the groundwork really well, and I think all of our listeners are going to appreciate the next five minutes because this is not a topic that's affecting low-income people only or high-income people exclusively. Uh, this is a topic that is pretty much affecting every Canadian with a mortgage. And I think the first message for a lot of our, our audience is this is a concern for everyone carrying a mortgage. And just because you're a high-income person or a low-income person, you're not being treated any differently. I mean, quite the opposite. If you look at a high-income person carrying a larger mortgage, 1%, 2 or 3% on a bigger base will have a bigger effect on that right. higher income person, right? So uh, don't think this is just one market or another. It's, it's everyone with a mortgage. No, I think you're absolutely right. Like, there, it, it affects everybody. I mean, maybe if you're in a higher income, you have more tools available to help you navigate exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. But you, you are, we're all dealing with it the same late. So let, let's talk about that. If you are going in to renew, I mean, what's the strategy when you're walking into the bank? You kind of feel helpless, don't you, Tony? It's kind of like, well, I'm at your mercy here. Yeah, and, and really, I think the first thing is you want to speak to a professional mortgage broker. And whether that's a professional broker that's dedicated to your bank or an independent professional broker, uh, get the best value product that you can afford for your situation. And we loosely use the word afford. Really, what does that mean to be able to afford something? Yeah, we meet people all the time that they're able to afford something, and in their definition, they put it on their credit card and pay it off in five years. Uh, maybe that it's affording it to them, but to other people, that's not necessarily affording. So look at your own situation, speak to a mortgage broker, and then have a good idea of what your financial plan or budgeting could be to see what you could technically afford. The other thing you've mentioned really well off the bat is we're in a completely different environment. So when, when we tie in what can you afford and what does this new environment mean to you, look at what you're really doing with your investment portfolio. Are you earning 5 or 4% on your money and are you signing up for a 7% mortgage? 
all of a sudden now the, this conversation is it's flipped on its head where you're looking at a cost of seven but an earning of five is it time to really readjust your financial buckets what would that look like like you're right now suddenly you know you you're on the losing end of this if you take those two quote unquote investments if we're considering the real estate and investment so so what could you let, let's say that's exactly what it is okay my my GICs my mutual funds whatever i'm earning about 4 or 5% but it's costing me 7 on my mortgage what do you recommend we do in a situation like that so is it possible to access those investments to pre pay down your mortgage uh, is it possible without triggering too much tax? We, we, we don't want to trigger too much tax leakage to then pay down your mortgage um, to offset the 7%. So all of these different variables have to come into play. So for example, let's say someone has actually have a reduced income. If someone has gone from full-time work to part-time work, somebody in the family has a reduced income, is it time to now access your RRSP? It may actually be a good time to go and pull out those investments if you have a lower marginal tax rate in this situation. You can pull out an investment that was earning four or five and prepay some of that mortgage, provided there's no prepayment penalty, so you can get a lower mortgage to carry. That's one consideration that people should think of. Can we use our retirement or our investment allocation to get our mortgage payments down. Because if you look at the alternative, and if, if the alternative is, let's put the property on the market and let's try to sell it. Mm-hmm. Well, do you really want to sell in a down market? And are you even able to find a buyer? Well, this is the thing. I mean, we the, if you take a look at what's going on, and, and the whole goal of the interest rates, right, was to cool off largely the real estate market, and it's done that pretty effectively. I mean, if you're now in a position where you're thinking of selling, it's it's like you say, Tony, not only into a down market, but it's a situation where people are parking themselves on the sidelines because now they're looking at higher interest rates if they do want to buy a mortgage. I mean, it's, it's sort of a catch-22. It is. It absolutely is. And you, you said it right off the top. It's been, I think, exactly 19 months since the government of Canada has started raising yeah. rates. And they, they said it was going to be 18 months for the effect of higher interest rates to really make its way through the, the economic cycle of the real estate and all this. And it's we're starting to see that tremendously with not only prices coming down, but buyers just being parked to the side and just not interested in getting into these transactions because no one is sure as to where is the top end of this market, as interest rates could be increasing again before the end of the year. Tony, it would always seem to me that getting rid of the house, you know, walking away from the house, selling the house would be sort of a last resort. Are there things people can do before they get there? Are there other things you can be looking at that possibly, you know, aside from your mortgage might make enough of a difference? So I I completely agree with you. I mean, I know this is a general blanket statement, but general rule of thumb you don't want to sell in a down market and 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 you got transaction costs you need to consider legal fees you need to consider and then what are you going to do with the capital once you do get capital in selling your your property so uh, i would say the first thing i would say is don't jump to that as your as your conclusion don't jump to i have to sell my property So there are two things you can do. You could either increase your revenue sources or you can decrease your expenses. This is basic supply-demand economics at play here. If you cannot reduce your expenses, are you able to increase your income? 
there, this, we are in a side hustle culture. We're in an environment where people are looking at Airbnbs and putting up some rental uh, properties up on the market. Are you able to increase, are you able to get some rent on your property? Look at all these different tools available to you before you jump to the conclusion where you need to put your property on the market. So yeah, consider that to be a last resort, and I mean, and and don't hold out for things turning around, right, Tony? I think that ship sailed. A lot of people were saying, "Hey, rates are going to come down." Doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, from what we're hearing, you're you're we're about a year out, so it's about yeah. a year out before rates come back down. And once they start coming back down, don't expect them to keep the same speed that they had on the way up. It might be a very slow. Uh, market coming down on the on the rates, so don't bank don't bank on that. Uh, bank on your financial affairs within your household. Look at every member of the family. That's very important because every member of the family not only do they bring so, a, a different skill set t- to the family, they also bring different marginal tax rates along with their income. So see how you can plan around your family financial affairs to see. If you can mitigate that that result of, well, let's sell the family home. Well, let's see if we can do other things before jumping to that. Yeah, exactly. Exhaust all the options. Tony, some great advice. I, I think it's really going to help some people. Thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me.